You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Rathmatic and Paulie Dance. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a 5-star review. Take the Antidote.
favorite. Keep on your heels, take off your leggings. Who turns you on and crawl and begging? Who told your mom you'd have my baby soon? I won't be long, I won't be brief. You at your peak is all I need. Something to hold you for the longer. Come get this awesome, won't you take it off of me? This is DJ Craftmatic. That's Polly Dub, Joe. Welcome back. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing, uh, leaving us a review, whatever you can do to spread the word about the Antidote podcast to your friends, your families, your pets, whoever. I know you do, <laughs> whoever. You be putting on music for the dog so it don't freak out during the thunderstorm when you ain't home. So just have your dog listen to the Antidote podcast. 
Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to us talk shit. You're the most woke dog on the block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's so woke, he's walking himself. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> so you see the shit? Jay-Z became the first hip-hop billionaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there was a lot of people confused. They thought I was uh, Dr. Dre, and I said, <clears throat> no, because his, his actual net worth was not as much as his company's net worth. So. Yeah. So um, the, Jay-Z's basically his portfolio is, cons- you know, conservatively is what Forbes is saying, totals a billion dollars. The first thing that came to mind to me, because all the headlines I saw were, it said Jay-Z first hip-hop billionaire. And it just made me think how many musicians, like, total have been billionaires right so right um as of right now i mean michael jackson estate is probably worth over a billion dollars he was probably a billionaire in his time because i saw that he had uh, donated over 600 million dollars to charity in his lifetime so he had to have had a billion dollars at one point when he was alive sure. but in terms of alive musicians uh, it said paul mccartney is worth about 1.3 billion dollars damn and the only other one, the only other musician that was a billionaire was Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's like the dude that writes like all the uh, Broadway musicals. Oh, shit. So he wrote like Cats and whatever other kind oh, of. Oh, damn. Uh, Phantom of the Opera he did. So. Probably that stomp one maybe with the trash cans. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes sense. There's a lot of money in those old Broadway plays and shit, especially back in the 80s and shit. Hell yeah. That fool made a lot of money. So yeah, they're musicals. He wrote the music for him. All right. He's technically a musician. So then you got Jay-Z who they say is, you know, hip hop's first billionaire. And it's just really impressive, man. Came from the fucking projects to the billion dollars, man. Yeah. Real talk. And, and it does make you want to shoot for your aspiration, but don't shoot yourself too high. Cause I mean, he's an anomaly out of the, <laughs> the, the banks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy because you would think like Diddy would be pretty close too, but there's Jay-Z just been moving on a bigger scheme on a bigger level. Um, you know, between his, his own net worth is only like 70 million of that. But if you actually like, as far as like his music, he, I think he said 75 million and his like discogs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but his like things that he's put his stock in and everything like that is way higher as well as, I mean, even, even like his rock nation stuff and all that, um, that's only probably 70 million is said too. Yeah. So he's getting, he's getting a lot of it, you know, where he gets a lot of money too is Duce. So he's yeah. in, he's in the alcohol business. He's got clothing and, and stocks and bonds and he's in tech. That's where his, most of his money is. He got tech, you know, yeah. Tech buy-in, and that's basically like what Chameleonaire said. That's what he does. Chameleonaire don't care. He used to rap and did riding dirty. That used to be my dude back in the days. And he had some really dope shit. But you know, he got out the rap game. It is what it is. But he put his money in the tech industry, and now he's he's just sitting on some cool ass money. And yeah. uh, that's what Jay Z did, man. And he worked his way up and just getting those acquisitions and things that he's been doing. It's wild, man. It's good to see that a, a black brother has made his way from from a uh, hard situation to becoming one of the the most prominent figures in the world as well. And that's just crazy, man. Because his wife is right there, but 
it's crazy because uh, Rihanna passed all of them. Just <laughs> I saw that today too. She's worth six hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, so I mean, it's like, he found her though. So I mean, yeah. that's that's money on money. He's getting a lick from that. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, he's still eating from from Rude Boy. If that's ever played, <laughs> he's eating from that. That's from yeah, Def man. Jam South when he was under when he was running Def Jam. So yeah, I think what separates Jay Z from everyone else is he was the first person that really, instead of promoting someone else's product, like he would just make his own product and promote that. Right. Uh, starting with uh, Rockaware, right? So, right. You know, he could have been, he probably could have signed a FUBU deal back in those days, but instead he's like, I'm just going to come out with my own shit. And he sold Rockaware for $200 million in 2007. Um, yeah, which is probably like three hundred million now. Yeah, so Ace of Spades, that's worth three hundred ten million dollars. Um, even though on that Meek Mill track he said it was a half billion dollars. But I mean probably get there quick though. It said his Uber stock is worth seventy mil and he purchased it for two million in twenty thirteen. True. So he has seventy mil in Uber stock and two hundred twenty million dollars in cash and investments. Uh, Doucet is a partnership he has with Bacardi, and they're selling 200,000 cases a year of Doucet. That's worth 100 mil. Tidal, he bought Tidal for 60 mil. Yeah. His own cash, it said that's worth 100 mil now. It'll probably be worth once it gets bought out by Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, because they still are, they're slowly releasing music on, of his on, on uh, Apple finally. Um, but I know they're buying it piece by piece. That's probably what they're doing. In 75 mil. Uh, he's Kevin Durant's agent, Todd Gurley's agent. He also is the manager of Rihanna and J. Cole. So, oh, he manages them. Yeah, he's a, a oh, shit. rock nation. They're, they're rock nation artist management artists. Yeah, they're the original ones too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it said. First two he signed. Yeah, and it said when he got his Def Jam contract, he got his master recordings. And uh, at the same time, he got uh, all of his publishing rights from EMI. So he's averaging a billion streams a year. So they're saying his music catalog's at 75 mil. Uh, they say he has a $70 million art collection. Damn. <laughs> Those are them Basquiat's and stuff. Yeah. He's got a, a bunch of Basquiat's. He owns a Picasso. Uh, and then it's, it says he owns $50 million in real estate, but it says he has an $88 million Bel Air mansion, a $26 million East Hampton mansion, and then a penthouse in Tribeca that's worth seven mil. So his property is worth over a hundred mil as well. So he's definitely got a Billy, uh, you know, went from dealing the rock to running the rock. <laughs> real talk <laughs> real talk uh yeah he, he he's what is what he quoted himself he says uh <clears throat> i'm a businessman and you know he's <laughs> i'm not a businessman i'm a businessman yeah exactly <laughs> it, it's the one of the best lines ever and he he really said it like that and, he, and that's he's just showing improvement man so that's 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 real dope, man. I'm I'm really excited to see that. Hopefully, we got some more, but it won't be in music for a while. If anybody, it will probably be some fucking Drake, Kanye, <laughs> Kanye. Yeah, Kanye maybe too. Um, yeah, that's crazy. 
but yeah, that's that's really dope. So, you know, speaking of just artists in general who are, um, you know, trying to get to that to that point of growth and everything like that, it, it doesn't matter if you're famous, but if you're famous while black, it, it's a different situation for you. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter because you're still black. It doesn't matter how famous you are, especially if a person who who is not of color, who's probably never listened to your music or never heard of any of these people, you know, they walk into a store and they could be followed by two big men and they're, they're not going to care about that. They're going to say still, who are you? But she's trying to live her life as a normal person. Um, in this situation we're talking about right now is a SZA, you know, she uh, went on Twitter and had said, you know, this is, this some bullshit. I got followed, um, you know, and they were basically trying to, you know, follow her around or whatever in Sephora. Like she ain't got the yeah. money. <laughs> um, right. And the lady's name was uh, like Donna or something Sandy. like that. Or Sandy. <laughs> yeah. No, her tweet says laughing my ass off. Yeah. Sandy. Sandy Sephora location, 614 Calabasas called security to make sure I wasn't stealing. We had a long talk. You have a blessed day, Sandy. That's wild, bro. Yeah, and it's it's really wild because Sephora is like the exclusive place that you can get Rihanna's makeup. So, right, it's like you wouldn't expect racial discrimination there, but who am I to kid? Like it's America, you gotta expect racial <laughs> discrimination to happen everywhere to everybody. Um, but you know, here's a, a platinum selling musician that can't go to Sephora without being accused of, of trying to steal shit. Right, and granted, I know shit be getting stole. And I see, man, I saw a story. These chicks stole, and I think I had briefly mentioned in one of the episodes before. But for real, these chicks stole like $10,000 worth of fucking Sephora. And there was two Damn. black girls. They got arrested. Yeah, it was crazy. Ten. I said, how do you get out of the store with $10,000 worth of makeup? Like, how yeah. the fuck? That's a lot of fucking makeup, and that's like, a lot of money. I would just like picture in my head that that's like over two shopping carts full like, <laughs> some fucking makeup, makeup shit, right? Like, it's like, it's like they, yeah, they took a fucking cart or a basket and just knocked that shit over into <laughs> it. It just was like, this is mine. I'm taking all of this. <laughs> like how? Um, and and maybe it was over uh, some time, but I don't give a damn. That that's the type of shit. Like that's the type of shit that gets a stereotype as it is, and it's it, it's terrible though. But still. Um, I don't know if she was with security, you know, we didn't see too much on the story as far as that goes. Like, right. But I mean, it's a, it's a company that's a, the limit, you know, it's the only place you can get Rihanna's makeup, which is makeup that's specifically marketed towards women of color. Right. Right. Like, you know, this is makeup for women of color supporting a, a business owned by a woman of color. And this is the only place you can get it, <laughs> but we're going to fucking call security on you if you're a woman of color. Yeah. Like, come on, what what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy, man. And it's just a, again another another day of living living black. It doesn't matter. Um and the women get it even worse sometimes. It's just it's it's wild, man. You never you never know what, what people actually just accuse you of or whatever and um obviously Sandy, uh you you indeed need some help. <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of what Sephora did and we're recording this as of today which is June 4th and they closed Sephora today to do sensitivity training 
and following company values. Is that what <laughs> learning how to follow company values? Yeah. So your neighborhood Sephora, every Sephora in the country shut down today just for, um, for diversity training. I mean, same yeah. thing Starbucks did, man. Starbucks, you guys don't remember or, or didn't hear last year. They had closed down all the Starbucks in America for anti-bias training. Uh, yep. Employee called the cops on two black men. They were having a business meeting in the Starbucks. Right. So, I mean, this is fucking crazy, man. I mean, the whole country... <laughs> The whole country needs diversity training anyway. Let's <laughs> real. be real. I think we run a whole wide, worldwide or statewide uh, campaign with, with that. That'd be crazy. Um, I don't know. Maybe like the State of the Union or something. Nah, you got, you got to trick these motherfuckers. Like, you gotta yeah, you got to like feed that in like commercials. You got to just tell the white power people to show up and the black people to show up and then we fucking make them all eat. The antidote. <laughs> it was, it was that easy in the air. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Something. If it was that easy. Shit. That's probably what they would do if it was that easy. Real talk. <laughs> uh, it, it's wild, man. I couldn't believe that they followed. And it's like, this is not just any incident. You know, that, that just is not uncommon. Like, this actually happens pretty frequently. I mean, we go back. Um, Look, I mean, talk this about this. Go this, shit happened, this shit probably happens to you when you go to Best Buy. I mean, oh yeah, no, here, right? Like, just because it's a celebrity bringing this to our attention, this is the only reason Sephora acted. But let's not pretend that Sis is the only one at the Calabasas store that had a bad experience. Oh yeah, for sure, and it happens everywhere. Living in, especially where we're at in Colorado, I, I get the looks all the time. Um, I don't think I've been specifically followed. I'm too big. <laughs> I'm six four, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm fucking massive. They're not gonna, you're not gonna see my big ass over here uh, looking like I'm hiding and shit. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> I'm over here kneeling down in the in the aisles and shit. But like, that does mean you got a bigger coat. It means you got a bigger coat that you can hide. True, from, right? <laughs> you can take more. That's how you get that ten thousand dollars worth of Sephora, bro. You that craftmatic coat. You walk in there on the other girl's shoulders. You know what I mean? Like in the cartoons, yeah. one girl standing on the other girl's shoulders. They're wearing the craftmatic jacket and fucking just filling it up with makeup, <laughs> nail polish, and fucking mascara. She got to be one of those little people if that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious doug no man. that's what's happening doug <laughs> you go see my big ass in there rolling over here tucking and rolling and shit through the aisles uh, <laughs> when i was a young and i ain't gonna lie i stole some shit but that was <laughs> but i mean i was a young and yeah, you ain't gotta snitch yourself out on the end hey, it's cool buddy. you can't get me back for it that shit was like 15 years ago <laughs> you're not gonna catch me the store I was stolen from isn't even open anymore, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like <laughs> half of the time, the shit that you steal from it, it closed down at some point, so it don't even matter. Um, but hey, that, I mean, that's we don't want to be the stereotype. I learned very quickly that that was just dumb. Like, of course, I could have been caught. It was the thrill, you know. When you're young and dumb, you do dumb shit. I don't know how many times my boy got caught up. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name because this man used to be it. <laughs> Locked up all the time. We used to have to fish his ass out because he had to. Because this dude was always getting in trouble, always getting caught too, stealing some shit. Oh, I always. Every time I try to steal something, I got caught, man. <laughs> we got caught stealing chicken fingers at fucking King Supers. 
So let's, you know, let's be real here. The white people be stealing too, but they, we got caught because they're oh, probably yeah. too busy following you. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh shit. That's, that's funny, but it's not a laughing matter. <laughs> um, it's not a laughing matter that, you know, black people, especially or people of color always getting, you know, profiled. That happens all the time. I've talked about it on the show before. Um, being a black man is, is, is difficult, but, um, you know, it, it happens no matter what status of, of life you are in or how much money you have, um, that money probably makes you more of a target anyway. And that's what we're kind of seeing. Um, even recently, the, the, the one right before the SZA incident was Meek Mill, uh, going to a, a concert in Vegas at one of the hotels there and they the denied Cosmopolitan. him at the Cosmo. Yeah, and they denied him entry. Not only that, but they threatened to arrest him for trespassing. Right. And so th- let's start here. He was going to a DJ Mustard concert. Right. And it was like a DJ Mustard pool party during the day at the Cosmopolitan. Um, the staff, like he, he pretty much like barely got out of his car. And the staff's like, nah, you're not allowed in here. You've gotten in trouble here or something like that. Um he said he was going to sue the hotel for racial profiling and um, the hotel denied everything at first. They said that he was let in or they didn't let him in because of the, that the venue reached capacity or some bullshit. Right. And then in the end, they, they publicly apologized to Meek Mill. Yeah. And then even an apology doesn't, doesn't work in this situation because they also said that they have a list he yes. was saying on Twitter that he knows that they have a list of artists that they target to say, you're not allowed in here because they feel like it brings them a bad reputation. And Meek Mill, of course, is no, is no saint, but the man's been through some bullshit and, you know, congrats to him. Even today uh, we saw that he went for a motion to get a new judge in, in court because. Yeah, of, so let's talk about that for a second. Like, yeah. He got thrown into court or he got thrown into prison last year by a judge who like the judge had asked Meek Mill to put his daughter or someone in his family on Meek Mill's mixtape. Right. Right. And then Meek says, no, it's not going to happen. Like he's not going to fall for this bribe. And then the judge throws him in jail for popping a wheelie in a music video. Right. Violating his probation. And it's sad because she's a woman of color. Even worse for something like that. Uh, of course, you have to pay up for your sins or whatever you do. But in this situation, yeah, they were talking about in the music video, he's popping a willy and they, and because he was already arrested for some bullshit on that already, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, he, he violated his parole. And it's like, no, nah, I wasn't, bro. It was a music video. Yeah, like that's his work. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like he, he's literally got arrested, thrown back in jail for working. Right. Like that's his source of income is making music. How do you promote your music with a music video? So he's out there working, trying to make an honest dollar and they throw him in prison over that. And luckily a lot of famous people got behind him. Um, you know, a, right. lot of, a lot of rich white men, let's be real, got behind him and got him out of prison. And not only that, but. Well, um, Jay-Z brought in his team. And yes. that was the big thing is Jay-Z brought in his team that he has for legal teams legal team. and, and helping him out. And now they have a lot of collaborative things going on, uh, yeah. which is awesome. 
in general. You know, Jay Z doing doing a thing. You know, doing his thing, of course. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's whack. So I, I'm just I'm just happy for the brother that he got to do a new judge that he's going to be able to go to for his case. Yeah. They said a new court too. They said new court in general. Yeah, new court yeah. in general. So because they 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 know that they just keep fucking with that man, and he's trying to turn his life around, just make music and keep it chill, but. He keeps getting caught up for little shit every now and then, and it's like he's on that target list, you know, just just to be watching all the time, and that's and that's what they do, especially in his city. If, if he's riding around in the city, you know, that's that's even more worse because they have a target on him already. You know, from Philly, that's where they got all his shit at. So <laughs> they just they just looking out for him, like oh, there goes Meek Mill, he back in the city. Yeah, man, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, but at least he's, you know, he he seems like a very smart dude. He's making an opportunity out of the example they're trying to set out of him, and and becoming an advocate for these causes. Because right, whose example shows better how bullshit some of these laws are, some of these probation laws are. Um, so he's kind of you know giving back to the community in this. And just on Tuesday, uh, Meek Mill, Van Jones, and Philadelphia 76ers co-owner Michael Rubin who all represent the Reform Alliance, proposed a bipartisan bill in Pennsylvania to reform the state's probation and parole system. And they've got, uh, they were joined by Democrats and Republicans from uh, the state of Pennsylvania at the press conference to, to introduce their plans to, uh, you know, reform the probation system so that other people don't get caught up in this bullshit. Yeah, it's really dope, man. Uh and that makes and that makes him an advocate, like like you said, and, and a real one too. Um, <clears throat> people need to kind of like we were saying, everybody was saying, protect should have protected Nipsey. Well, y'all make sure y'all protect me too, because he's trying to do things, and the way he's going to be doing things, that's going to make a lot of people with a lot of power get mad. Um, and he he definitely knows he's going to be playing with fire, and he's doing it vocally. He's out there, he's speaking on it, you know, and he's putting shit to bed. He's getting people, you know. Good put people put in place. That's what happens, though. Like fuck the bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, you gotta put people in a place. You gotta check them, especially on some shit like that. Like you know, racism shouldn't be allowed in in the, in in situations where it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to do that. And you know, I, I'm glad that it's getting addressed, and the brother is gonna hopefully get some reform out of that. And especially with the new judge, you know, I think that's gonna definitely help him. Uh, as long as you keep his nose clean, which I know he's trying to, he's just putting out music. He did a good album with Championship. It was dope. So yeah, it was a great keep album. Working. Yeah, it was a good album. So just keep working, man. Just keep keep working. Stay out of that. Stay out of that limelight, man. Because um, <clears throat> you know, again, and 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 looking back even further, Tavo said Felosha, um, his SU two that happened with New York and the police and everything like that. Um, you know, he still got that ongoing battle. I think that's like yeah. some crazy shit. Um, you know, those are, those are some like really gruesome stories too, for the most part, like all those are some pretty bad stories. Like they keep getting fucked with and things like that. Some people deserve it, but the police is going to fuck with them anyway. Um, regardless, <laughs> I don't think deserve it is the right word. Maybe, maybe they just need to, uh, watch what they do. You know, pretty much if you out there doing crazy shit, shiesty shit, then it's going to come back. Yeah. Like um, people like Takashi and 21 Savage obviously had what was coming to them, but Meek Mill, I mean, he's keeping his nose clean. If it wasn't for the hotel not letting him in and being racist against him, we wouldn't even be hearing about it, hearing right. about him, right? Like, right. He's not doing any, he's not acting wild to get publicity. This is obviously an incident he'd rather not have any publicity over. 
but they just messed with the wrong dude. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the Cosmopolitan was thinking. Um, good on them for apologizing. They said, uh, we apologize to Meek Mill for how we handled the situation on Saturday, May 25th. We did not act in a respectful manner and were wrong. Meek Mill has not had any prior incidents on our property. The Cosmopolitan has zero tolerance for discrimination and we pride ourselves on providing an exclusive environment. We look forward to welcoming Meek Mill back to the resort. So they probably gave him a little residency. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And then he, he got to write this little apology on there as well. So um, good on making it right. Still too little, too late. Bad publicity there. And right. also uh, the Cosmopolitan will not be closing for diversity training. Cause, uh, <laughs> uh, it's Las Vegas. That's way too much money to close down the casino for an hour. Yeah. Real talk. <clears throat> I mean, like, uh I don't know. They don't have to. <laughs> it's it's just another day of being, you know, just being black. <laughs> and no matter how how rich you are, how poor you are, right? It's a struggle that everybody has to overcome, and it's yeah. unfortunate that you know we're still here, but still, it hasn't been that long since you know we're like two generations away from from the most fucked up racist shit ever that happened on the planet. So. Right, Who knows, man. Still seems like we're in the same place we were, though. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just an ongoing cycle. Um, hopefully, y'all just be woke out there, man. We just gotta love one another. We don't need it to yeah. be necessarily white, black versus white. That's not what it needs to be about. We just gotta be about uh, people and humans as as one. Um, and and just uh, having realize, that love for each other. Yeah, and we need to realize that it's it's the we share a common enemy whoever runs the show the people at the top the people in power they're not looking out for any of our interests just you know to pad their own so right we, we need to realize that that that's what the division is about that's the true division that's out there is us against them and we're you know we're all in this struggle together they'll fuck you over as quickly as they, they would fuck me over right and that's what we need to be focused on is how 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 to be self-sufficient and you know, just stand up for when one is right. Just stand up for what's right and not what's necessarily uh, wrong, but what you feel is morally right. Um, but also do it in, in a way that you understand that, you know, don't feed into the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's people in of every race, color, that are fucking asshole, dickhead motherfuckers out there, right? And then there's beautiful, wonderful people that'll help anybody in right. every, every same same group there so you know get them assholes out of your life and find the people that are right and you know be together doesn't matter anything else at that point yeah real talk you know some wise words man we just trying to put it out there put the put the love in the air man yeah but yeah we gonna get into this mix and uh yeah we'll be right back with y'all that's the antidote Make it hot, make it bang. 
Track of the week again, man. We got the track of the week. We always bring you out some fire ass shit. That's just what we do. Um, and this week we had some good releases as well. Another fire release. This one, not surprising because actually, uh, and this was actually one I had went back and listened to again. And I said, damn, I don't know how this didn't, I didn't put this in the top 50 last year, but that, uh, taboo from Denzel Curry, uh, you know, that shit was fire. And he actually followed it up with a really good project again. Uh, it's called zoo. Yeah. Zoo Z U U it's Denzel Curry. He is from Miami. Um, Denzel Curry's had a crazy life too, man. So we talk a lot, a lot about police brutality Denzel's Curry's uh, brother, when he was 17, was murdered by a police officer. That's wild. In a police brutality case. That's crazy. Yeah. So Denzel Curry, he been up in it. He's from Miami, Broward County. Um, and this album, like, he's definitely one of the most versatile rappers out there. If you've never heard him, he can do, like, straight punk rock. If you've never heard his Bulls on Parade. Rage Against the Machine cover from Australian radio. I think Triple J radio. Yeah. That shit's fucking fire. Yeah, that shit's amazing. He comes with the same energy as Zach De La Rocha on that video. It's it's fucking amazing. Uh, but he can also rap over all different kinds of, of styles of hip hop. And on this album, he really reflects his city and does like a Miami style album. Yeah, yeah he really does. It's got like them, them Trina, Rick Ross kind of trick daddy kind of vibes to it. Yeah, he's he's also from, uh, I believe he's from the same city, Carroll City, I believe, um, which is a, a really hood suburb. Carroll, Carroll City's like the worst. Um, part of Miami? Yeah, the worst part of Miami, yo. It's like the very, very yeah. worst. That's like where that Triple uh, X Tenation, that dude was from there too. Yeah. So when you talk about some hood like some hood shit that's where the, that's where they're at and um yeah i think he kept it he kept it i heard him talk about it a little bit he talked about the zoes zo pound obviously out there big big uh haitian it's like the big haitian clique of, of dudes out there um you know he paid homage to them uh like we was talking about before we started the show um he got the three six mafia influence you could definitely hear that in there he on one of the songs uh on the album this is really dope album man like i love it it's some riding shit and this track this track right here it really rides uh this is probably gonna be one of my favorite songs of the summer i will be playing this everywhere all summer <laughs> yeah no matter if i'm in the club setting this is going off somewhere somebody just gonna have to get hip to it oh yeah and it's a it's a song about his family kind of his parents and the ideals that his mom and his dad brought to him and um just a banger i mean this probably slaps harder than denzel curry's dad that's funny i'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus for anything like but nah man this shit slaps <laughs> we will run down this, this is the track of the week yo it's denzel curry ricky, ricky. Said never let nobody get the one up on you. If they run up 
up on you, hit him with a one-two or a bitch slap. Leave the cold to sack, your brothers gon' have your back regardless. And stick with your day one homies, that was here before you started. And fear no man but the man above your head. Pray before you go to bed, every day my mama said. First day knocking, now they hopping. All on the way, cause they see me popping. Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking. Here's what I say when they ass keep knocking. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers. And never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hoe, use a rubber. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers. And never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hoe, use a rubber. Hey, your mama ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. And I've been making waves way before nostalgic. That was back in Carrot City, yeah, when I was just a jit. With the all black faded dicky with the Raider fit. That was it, we was lit. Y'all wasn't even shit yet. We was 3-6, Wu-Tang mixed with Dipset. Ricky used to take me to my first shows ever. Where only dropped jewels way before they dropped Jetta. First day mocking, now they hopping. All on the way, cause they see me popping. Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking. Here's what I say when they ass keep knocking. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers. And never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hoe, use a rubber. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers. And never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hoe, use a rubber. Please subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. Take the antidote.com.